对。अस्सलाम वालेकुम रहमतुल्लाहि बरकातु रमजान मुबारक मिराज क्या हाल है आपके बस ठीक ठाक है आई एम गुड एंड हाउ आर यू अल्हम्दुलिल्लाह अल्हम्दुलिल्लाह सो वी आर बैक अगेन विद एपिसोड नंबर 3 ऑफ दिस पॉडकास्ट यू नो टू गाय पॉडकास्ट इसका नाम भी नहीं है यू नो सो You don't care. <laughs> so, today's subject is who are the almala, the leadership. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a subject you know rarely covered. So, could you tell us about it? Yeah. So, you know the uh, in the Quran. Uh, well, first, assalamualaikum, and um, <clears throat> uh, we. Uh, in quran like you know we we see like uh, the word almala have appeared um over and over and over you know and in fact like the 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 juice number 9 uh, starts with the qala almala'u allazina astakbaru min qaumihi lanukhrijannaka ya shu'aib you know the the people of shu'aib the the leadership of uh, the people of shu'aib said to him you know qala means they said so um the uh, these are a group of people in uh, who are like very small in numbers but they they are powerful they uh, they have money they have status they have charisma they have um, what you call a support of uh, uh, the masses and they these are a group of people who changed the course of history both on the side of good and on the side of evil and so anytime there's a call for change there's a call uh, you know uh, to make amends to the corruption uh, to the facade to the uh, oppression or to the injustice that is taking place in the society you will always find that this small group of people stand against that change so whenever the anbiya the prophets of allah subhanahu come and uh, call um uh like you know the the laws <clears throat> of allah be implemented or like you know your the you know the the system that is in place is corrupt it's evil is brutal is oppressive these are people who um you know challenge for example when um, allah subhanahu said to musa alayhi salam go uh you know tell uh, talk to firaun uh Pharaoh was the one he stood up and he said um was the wrong I, uh, uh, like uh, he stood up and he said like you know um uh, uh, here is a uh, Musa he want to change uh, your way of life and so Pharaoh is like addressing his people you know because he was basically um uh, uh, uh addressing the pulses of the masses because what is most important to people is their way of life right the way you dress the way you eat the way uh, you live you know so if you scare the masses like you know your way of life is under attack then people gonna uh, turn against you you know then, then they're gonna att- they're gonna attack you they're gonna um, start to rise up you. yeah so that's what happened and that's why like you find like it there if there is ever any change um or like you know a call for change 
the people who respond to call of change is not usually the one who are benefiting from the status quo, not the elite, is usually the oppressed section of the society, uh, oppressed uh, people and uh, the young people and young um, both from the um, uh, from the elite or uh, from just the middle class of the society. So for example, in our time, if you look at it, uh, who are the people who um, who uh, accept Islam? Like in, in the United States, if you look at it, it's the majority of them are the black, the Hispanics. And among the white is usually either the poor or the young. And same thing we find in Australia, right? who are the majority of the converts, the, uh, the aborigines. And among the white converts, it's usually the young ones or the poor white people. And same thing in New Zealand, the Maoris, you know, are the one in India. Usually you find like um, the, the, Dalits. the lower caste Dalits, you know, the Shudar. And these are the people who accept Islam. And among the Brahman, the uh, upper class, upper um class Hindus, very few uh, become Muslim. And same thing like in the United States, you find like, you know, among the well-to-do uh, white people, you find like very rare, rarely, you know, they become Muslim. I mean, like for, for one example, I can think of is um, the, the architect of the CIA drone program, uh, Michael DeAndre, he accepted Islam. I mean, he, he accepted Islam while, you know, carrying out the drone operations. And his reason is because he married a lady from Iraq who, who is a Muslim. And uh, among the European, uh, the white elite, the establishment elite, one thing, uh, one name I can think of is Lauren Booth, the sister-in-law of uh, the former uh, British Prime Minister, Tony Blair. And there's several others, but they're like, you know, very minute in numbers. So, so Quran, whenever, you know, it mentioned the story of uh, Pharaoh uh, uh, and the Musa -Salam, or whenever it mentioned the story of uh, Nu -Salam, uh, or it, it mentioned the story of um, Shurayb -Salam, it you would always find the word Al-Mala is used, the Qal Al-Mala, you know. And um, so, but if we look at like in our times, like, you know, I mean, if you try to see the American or the European uh, Al-Mala in light of Quran, we find like it's, it's the same thing happening to like, for example, the Iraq war, uh, Thomas Friedman is a is a columnist for New York Times. He he said uh, in one of his speech, he said the entire Iraq War was caused by uh, 25 to 30 neoconservative people. And if he had put them somewhere in the island, the Iraq War would not have happened. And uh, so same thing in the Quran, the the story of Salih Salam Allah says there were nine people who were plotting, you know, um, against uh, the Nabi of Allah. And one of them went and he killed the camel because they, you know, this Al-Malat, they said like, oh Saleh, if you're truthful, um, like, you know, you, you said you are a prophet of Allah. Uh, 
we um, if you are truthful, then why don't you bring the sign from Allah, like you know that that you are a prophet? So they asked him to get a camel from a mountain. So uh, the camel came out of the mountain as a miracle. So instead of believing Salam, they killed the camel. But the this is a sunnah of Allah Zawajal, that whenever Allah Zawajal, um, uh, send a, like a, a miracle or as a sign for people to believe in, and if they reject, uh, and then Allah Zawajal destroy the whole society. So what happened was when they kill the camel, Allah Zawajal destroyed the whole nation, not just the nine people, but the whole nation. Why? Whole nation. Yeah, and we would wonder why the whole society was destroyed. Well, it is because they were the leaders and people were following him, following them. You know, they. So you had like one person, Sardar who were calling people towards Allah and calling them to abandon shirk and, you know, other uh, evil practices that were prevalent at that time. But they re refused and they instead choose to uh, follow their leadership. Worker. And sa same thing happened. Uh, this reminds me of uh, uh, at the time of Musa al-Islam, uh, when uh, finally you know he escaped uh, the Pharaoh and uh, he had to go for uh, 40, 40 years, I believe, right? You know, like uh, and it's, just wander yeah, around. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and, and that's the reason. You know, people people wonder why that was happening. Uh, you know, why uh, for forty years uh, they just weren't just roamed around doing, you know, like uh, they had food and everything. Allah provided them with everything, alhamdulillah. Uh, but why 40 years? The, the reason is, you know, and then that's the point, you know, they needed a new generation. Mm -hmm. They needed to yeah. get rid of the old mentality, old people, you know, who were slaves and who were conf confined to this old system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we, we see this example over and over again. And, and thank you for bring, bringing this up. So that's interesting. Yeah, so so Thomas Friedman said, like you know, this uh, twenty-five to thirty new conservative people cause entire uproar. And same thing, we find um, there is this um, uh, American military-industrial complex propaganda documentary made called Surge. This was a documentary released on Hulu. Basically, what that documentary was, it was like to justify the surge of American troops presence in Iraq because, you know, the back in uh, 2006, 7, and 8, the Iraq insurgency was at, at its peak, right? So there were like a lot of casualties and massive uh, military losses to the American uh, occupation forces there. So uh, they did uh, this documentary to prove that surge is working and the insurgency went down, right? So in that documentary, the David Petraeus, who was, you know, the commander in charge of the American forces, he made one statement in that documentary. He said, the entire Iraq insurgency is led by eight to nine people. And none of them are Iraqi. They are like from Saudi Arabia. They are like from other, like Libya and other countries. And, but, uh, but the people who are carrying out the attacks and, you know, uh, hit and run, uh, like attacks are the local Iraqis, but the entire uh, leadership, the planning, the intelligence, the um, what do you call the logistics are all in the hands of all these eight to nine people. So, I mean, imagine just eight to nine people causing billions of dollars of, you know, damage to the most powerful 
the military in the world that that speaks value. And that's why Allah um, says about Ibrahim Islam, like, you know, Inna Ibrahim kana umadan I mean, Ibrahim, uh, you know, was a nation unto himself. I mean, he alone was a nation, you know, like, I mean, and that's why, like, uh, in Fizzalal, um, uh, uh, the tafsir of uh, Sayyid Qutb, uh, the tafsir of Quran by Sayyid Qutb, he, he mentioned one um, uh, line in a reference to the tafsir of Surah Tawbah, where he says, how often is one man equal to a thousand, and how often are a thousand men equal to none? So, that's uh, you know an astonishing, and it's, it's also um, uh, it gives us an idea, like you know why you would find like you know the majority of the people what you call um, like a sheeple or the the people who live to eat and eat to live, and people who just uh, stand behind whoever is in power. And it also reminds me like in a statement that was attributed to uh, the Taliban founder Mullah Omar. I think Voice of America like did one interview and um, he asked like you know why did you fight America right you you lost power you you lost the land you you lost the people you know you the, you you were ruling over people so you lost them so he said like no who was fighting for land the land of Allah is very vast you know and he he said, like, you know, if one one of one of the area is too restricted for you, then go migrate somewhere else. And uh, the 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 land belongs to Allah and the the rule also belongs to him. Uh, regarding the masses, you said, or the people who left us, he said, No, they they were not with us. They were like a like a herd or a cattle, uh, you know, a group of people who were there because we were there. We were in power. So we left, they left. And when we come back, they will come back. Meaning they, they are just like normal people and, you know, who who don't uh, care what is, uh, who is put in charge of their affairs. They only care about their own selves, you know, their own needs. So if you put like a donkey in charge of their affairs, they will stand behind him. So, but if you replace the donkey with someone else, they will stand behind him too. So same thing. So that's um, uh, you know uh, the al mala like that's what happened. And then there's another thing interesting is like uh, uh, whenever the call for change come, it takes like a very long time. It doesn't happen overnight. It it takes a long time. And then when that happens, it usually doesn't happen like. Um, what you call the elite accepting the call for change it, it happens when the upper section of society get an upper hand over the uh, prevalent elite but now you find like in third world country the elite is basically like the puppets of the west right they they exist there or they rule not to serve or or protect the interests of the indigenous people but to protect and serve the interests of the Western masters, because we find and the fill elite, up their pockets. Yeah, the elite ruling in Egypt or uh, Pakistan or um, Libya or Morocco 
or Algeria, they all happen to have like, you know, either their spouses are like from the West or their properties and businesses are in the West and their children goes to universities in the West. So when, when and if they like lose elections or power, they go back to, you know, uh, uh, Britain or France or Spain or uh, United States. And when they win the election, then they come back and then they look like, for example, in Pakistan, Shokat Aziz, you know, who was a former prime minister during the uh, Prophet Musharraf tenure, uh, he came from, from United States. He became prime minister. And then after uh, Prophet Musharraf was overthrown, he left Pakistan and he sits somewhere else now. So, uh, uh, the prime example right now is a uh, is a Bhutto Bhutto Sahab and Agarwal. Oh yeah, the yes, yeah. You know, like uh, like uh, uh, half of his life or most of his life, uh, he was where in, in London, and and then suddenly, you know, like uh, when he became old enough, you know, guess what? They brought him over, and here he is. You yeah. know, like uh, you know, first five years, you know, just uh, talking. Talking in Urdu, you know, which, which is not Urdu, you know, like I was, it's just funny. Yeah. How he speaks. <laughs> yeah, no, they they actually uh, were teaching him Urdu so he can uh, find like more um, like connection with the local mass. Otherwise, he was called like what they call burger. They burger, call, yeah. yeah, they call them burger. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I think that's all uh, I uh, I had for today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, before you go, um, you know, since you are talking about this subject, you know, uh, and so let's close up this session by this question: uh, current events in Pakistan and where they're going, and uh, today's news about um, the assembly, you know, like uh, being shut down and re-elections. A uh, little bit of uh, your your thoughts on that before we go. Well, I mean, if I to analyze what's happening in Pakistan purely from like a secular perspective, I would say, you know, the elections will help and, um, you know, some new government might come and Imran Khan might win an election if it's free and fair, you know, but if it's like managed or care, like, you know, carefully manipulated by the Pakistani intelligence agencies, then Imran Khan will lose power. But that's secular perspective. But if I look at it from the Islamic eschatological perspective and from in the light of these various says, Khilafah uh, al Nabuwa will return. And then before the Imam Mahdi emerged, the, the, the forces from the East will come to establish his power. And the, the East is referring to uh, Khurasan. So when I look at you know the Pakistan and Afghanistan region what I think of is the especially given that you know Taliban's uh, coming to power the the downfall of the secular liberal establishment or the western uh, back uh, you know the military establishment and the polit political establishment of Pakistan mm -hmm. is imminent they they cannot stay for long 
because it's it's kind of like a decaying system you know the the masses have lost faith in it it failed to deliver it is a curved system it uh, it does not benefit them it it's uh, exploit uh, the masses so i think like the there is going to be like a collapse and also like not to forget like the the ttp the terrorist taliban pakistan they also announced like um operation al badr uh, uh, but but do you think that this uh, collapse you know this uh, destabilization of uh, pakistan do you think it's uh, pre planned because uh, if you think of uh, uh, when the war started with ukraine imran khan was there uh, with putin in moscow yeah. and do you think and, and and now you see that russia is losing and they're retreating and plus you know you know they're using all kind of old equipments mm-hmm. and they didn't use their full might so yeah. I, i you know i i have a kind of a crazy theory that like uh, that you know he got set up mm-hmm. and this is this is all a setup in one way or another just to increase the global crisis so they can uh, initiate their uh, uh their, their well, let's call it what it is conspiracy against you know like everyone yeah uh first coronavirus and then you know like I, the coronavirus didn't work that well so now do this little war you know and their prediction will come true now, now about food shortages because uh, ukraine and russia they provide you know 50% of wheat you know to european countries and asia so in, in my mind you know this question has been going on for a long time you know like and and you have to look at this through the viewpoint of you know uh, of quran and sunnah and uh, and and especially what's going on uh, if you if you are to believe that we are in the end days and and fitna of uh, dajjal you know like yeah. uh, no i yeah i i do think like you know what what's happening it's is preplanned and there were like a lot of predictions were made like after ukraine and really pakistan and it's happening exactly like that but then the thing is like right now it's um the masses of pakistan they they need to rise up i mean that that's the bigger part because if they just sit there you know at their home busy themselves with their daily then life then it's going to be and, just the same thing as before yeah it's it's gonna uh, but the thing is like imran khan does have a popularity especially like if you have seen his speech that he delivered you know uh, last week i believe that the crowd was a charged crowd it was like not a crowd who are just sitting like uh yawning you know when when the uh, it's gonna yeah they were not like that they were like charged they were like raising slogan they were uh, uh what do you call taunting the opposition uh political figures and it was like very lively crowd you know so that that tells you something like meaning the people are behind him it's not like you know he's just like fighting uh, uh it's like what like you by himself it's like what what you were talking about that you know like uh, there are crowds that they come and you know like uh, they go with the flow and then that's it you know when the leadership is gone they're gone also they are gone but, yeah but with him you know there's potential uh, they it's, stick yeah, around they, they, yeah because the thing is like you know the the, the pakistani military they just the especially the statement of uh, general omar bajwa just last week at the islamabad institute uh, it's is very important he 
he said in plain words that our interest is with the United States. So that tells you, like, you know, the military is also behind uh, this, um, uh, what do you call, um, this opposition uh, movement, if you want to call it that, uh, against Imran Khan. You know, they're, like, kind of managing from behind the scene. Like, they're not coming out in the front like a coup, but they are doing it from behind. So what do you think their allegiance, is it more towards uh, America or or China or are they in between, or, you know, feeding from every side? I mean, I'm talking about the, uh, the, the, the army. Yeah, the, 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 the Pakistani military is very, very pro-Western, you know, like all their like high ranking generals and, uh, you know, uh, what you call majors, they come to um, British uh, military academy called Sandhurst and American um, uh, military academy called West Point. And that's where they come and they get to training. And when they send, like when this makes selection of you know certain candidates from the military ranks and send them to uh, you know the Western military academy, the purpose is not like they get the best of training. The purpose is they get groomed and they get all this, you know, um, what you call um, colonization process, right? For example, um, back in the colonial days when uh, the colonials were in power, uh, oh, hold up, let me see if I can find that. Uh, there's a book called The Wretched of the Earth. And in that, there is a, a, a state opening a statement written by a French philosopher named Jean Paul Sartre, I think, if I pronounced it right. He wrote in the 19th century, golden age of colonization, we used to bring African, Asian, and Latin American pseudo-free thinkers to Europe and walk them around Lisbon, Paris, London, and Amsterdam after a few months of having amused them with learning a few gestures, dancing, slight change of accent, modern living, and various imitations, we would send them back to their own lands. Upon return, these people would recognize themselves as superior races and would assume a mission of power with a loudspeaker. That is, they would parrot to their people what we had taught them these individuals were not only the colonizers, cream of the crop, but also they were a bridge for transferring our wishes to their native people, warrior race. And let's fast forward, and you see this in the masses, especially with the young kids, you know, how the media is corrupting them and how products, you know, uh, influence uh, their choices. And, um, and you got status uh, starting from high school, you know, like um, you got jocks with jocks, uh, you know, you got, you know, geeks with geeks, you know, like, and then they all sit separately and pick on each other. And this continues on and on and on separation of classes, separation of wor world. Yeah. You know, so this is a, yeah, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a system. It's a, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a mind, mindset that they want you to be enslaved to. So, yeah. And it goes uh, same way in, in Pakistan nowadays, mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, and everywhere else in Middle East, you see this. Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. Same cycle.
same cycle, same cycle, yeah. different stages, same cycle. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, thank you so much, and uh, yeah. Ramadan Mubarak. And uh, yes, yeah, you guys are yeah. seeing me with water. I, I am taking antibiotics, so I have to. Uh, I can't. I can't fast. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, may Allah give you health. Yeah, may Allah give. I mean, I mean, I got a like infection in my tooth. You know, like uh, so, I gotta have this out. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like it was making me really sick. Uh, yeah. Mm. But uh, inshallah, you know, like uh, I don't want it to, you know, I, I don't want it to be taken out. You know, I hate that kind yeah. of stuff. But like, <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, we'll see you. We'll see you guys again. Please subscribe to us. Uh, please uh, keep watching. Uh, leave your comments. Um, and uh, I know sometimes we get we go beyond what we're talking about. But be patient with us uh, uh, and ask us questions. Uh, and Miraj, thank you so much. And you're so knowledgeable and i appreciate everything um thank you uh, and we'll, we'll be back again next week and uh, continue this and uh, uh, any thoughts comments uh, please uh, uh, leave us a comment and uh, thank you ramzan mubarak and yeah. we'll see you again next week inshallah, inshallah. assalamu alaikum assalamu alaikum